Detroit is a dynamic city, recognized the world over for its innovations in automobile manufacturing. One of its most prized creations was the luxury vehicle produced by the Cadillac Motor Company. The enterprise's name was inspired by the city's founder. In 1700, Antoine de la Motte Cadillac, née Antoine Lemay, sent a letter to Count Pontchartrain, minister of the French colonies, presenting his vision for the settlement that would become Detroit. In order to manifest it, he put forth his proposal for dealing with the Indian population, mainly the Iroquois. Cadillac wrote, It would be absolutely necessary to allow the soldiers and Canadians to marry the savage, as he called Native Americans, maidens, when they have been instructed in religion and know the French language which they will learn all the more eagerly, provided we labor carefully to that end, because they always prefer a Frenchman for a husband to any savage whatever. Though I know no other reason for it than a most ordinary one, namely that strangers are preferred, or it were better to say, it is a secret of the almighty power. Cadillac's francophone sense of superiority and his ethnocentricity are fully evinced in his statements to Count Pontchartrain. The central purpose of his precept of interracial marriage was twofold. Build a friendship with the Native Americans and replace their deplorable sacrifices with Christianity through the Jesuit missionaries. Sanctioning the mixing of races, however, is not to imply that Cadillac regarded the Indians as equals. He would never smoke a peace pipe with them and would not give his full attention to their powwows. Because of his swarthy complexion, he was jokingly called the Black Prince, and that dark skin may have been inherited through the Spanish blood that flowed in his veins. This intermarriage tactic was intended to be one of mutual protection as well as to facilitate trade with the indigenous population. This recommendation may have precluded applying the same conditions to blacks, since they would have been less of a threat and had only their bodies for trade. Cadillac was a shrewd and shady operator, and this move proved effective. Soon there were four large Native American villages built within a short distance of the French village. During the winter of 1701-02, 6,000 Indians lived there, wrote a story in Clarence M. Burton. Although sometimes, through alcohol or bribery, Cadillac did a good job of keeping the Indians from hostile acts against the French. He was less successful managing the often disruptive bloodletting among the tribes, particularly the rivalry and jealousy between the Ottawa and Miami groups, each believing the other was receiving the best trading bargains from the French. In 1706, while he was traveling, the worst outbreak occurred between Native Americans, an action that necessitated the involvement of the French to quell the conflict and the subsequent killing of 30 Ottawa warriors. Black slaves in Detroit were first mentioned in 1736, six years after Cadillac's death. The ethnicity of slaves is significant because there is confusion on the subject among the early historians of the city. Burton, however, seems to be clear on this matter. He identifies and distinguishes the blacks from the Native Americans, whom he identifies as Pawnee or Pawnees. After citing the two Negroes belonging to Joseph Campau, he lists several Pawnee or Pawnese, including one called Escabia, belonging to Joseph Parent, a local blacksmith who is rumored to have lived among the Indians long before Cadillac's arrival. 
were the two Negroes the same as those mentioned by Dr. Norman McRae in his dissertation on the history of blacks in Detroit, who he said were the property of Louis Campo? The eminent professor notes that the majority of slaves in Via de Trois, or Detroit, were Pawnee and a few were black. It is difficult to know how many slaves were transported from New France to Detroit through regular business transactions and how many Pawnee and blacks were brought to Detroit through the fortunes of war. Moreover, McRae added in 1736 an unknown Negresi was buried by Father Daniel, which would record her as one of the first black women in the region. Listed among the spoils of war that went to the victor in the Indian battles were black slaves who were brought to Detroit. Others were captured during the Native American raids against plantations in the South. Later, some were brought to the city and the surrounding area by Southerners who moved in with their chattels. During an interview on National Public Radio, Native American Authority...